Welcome to Dollars and Cents. Our podcast is designed to provide listeners with financial advice in a language you can understand. Created and hosted by Mark Friedman, President and CEO at Friedman Financial, he discusses timely topics that help individuals and families make smart financial decisions. Count on lots of energy, candid discussion, and a few laughs. And now, here's your host of Dollars and Cents, Mark Friedman of Friedman Financial. Welcome back to another edition of Dollars and Cents. I am your host today, Marion Gilman. I am Executive Vice President and a partner at Friedman Financial, located in Peabody, Massachusetts, right across the street from Macy's at the North Shore Mall. So my typical co-host, Mark Friedman, is traveling today, and I am delighted to have our Director of Financial Planning, Christian Karcher, with me today. How are you, Christian? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Back after a month break here, um, and, and, and I get to oh, finally talk to you. Yes, yes, yes. And back in the new year. Yes, 2023. We are now 2024. Happy New Year. I know it's belated. Everyone got their Happy New Year right. last week. But but that's okay. For you, you know, you haven't talked to these people for a while. That's so. very true. A new year. It always is bright beginnings, right? It, I mean, it's exciting. Absolutely. Get yeah. the workout plan set up, figure out, you know, do all the planning and then uh, the Girl Scouts come out. There you go. <laughs> you know, I saw them at the ball yesterday. They, they pick the worst time of year. <laughs> they really do. You know, I mean, everybody's trying to get back in a, a better routine, eating routine, I should say, after all the holidays. I don't know about you, but I ate to excess. How about you? Uh, yes. And there's yeah. still way too much candy around. Yeah. Still just kind of floating and uh, yeah. A lot of sugar, a lot of snacking. Yeah, still going on in I my know. house, at least in my house too. Let me tell you, actually, I think it sort of goes on year round in my house, but <laughs> but we won't tell anyone that. So, um, you know, we had a topic picked for today. You chose a topic that um, is an incredibly important topic and one that I don't think many people understand very well. And quite honestly, the rules have changed dramatically as they tend to do. And that is what happens when you inherit an retirement account from somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th this is a rule that uh, the, the current rule in place uh, was put in in December of 2019 for 2020. So it's about three, maybe four years old, um, this kind of way of handling inherited IRAs. And you know, when we do our plans and when we were doing our plans before this rule change, you know, we always say things might change. And so a lot of times we're talking about your goals might change, where you want to live might change. But one of the other things that changes a lot is the rules regarding all of these different accounts, uh, how you inherit money. And so we always have to be a little bit flexible. Um, and so inherited IRAs are just the most recent uh, kind of iteration of something in financial planning that we now have to plan completely differently than we once did. Right. And so, you know, it's interesting because we always tell people you have to control what you can control. When the rules change, you can't control that. So all the best laid plans sometimes just go awry because you can't um, plan for a rule change at the top. And this was a big rule change. So first of all, what is an inherited um, IRA or inherited uh, 401k, inherited retirement account. What, do, what is that? 
Absolutely. So the most common example is when a parent or the second of a parent pass away um, and you run into the situation where they still had a retirement account left, whether it be an IRA, a 401k, it's an, it's a retirement account and they have named beneficiaries on it. So let's say they name their two children. Well, that account needs to get split between the two children and it needs to go into an inherited IRA. Some people might say, well, why can't I just move it into my IRA? And we'll get to the reasoning why, but essentially the government says, no, you can't. It's got to be separate. It's got to be called a beneficiary or inherited IRA um, associated with your deceased uh, parent. But there is a time when it can go into your own IRA. And when is that? That is when it is your spouse. So if it is, uh, you know, a husband or a wife passes away, their IRA, they get special tax treatment because they're married and their IRA can be merged with um, the, the surviving spouse's IRA. Right. But it's, so it's very different if it's another generation or even let's say it's, you don't have children, might be a friend, um, sibling, a sibling, whatever it might be. Although siblings could be treated a little bit different too. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but so, okay. So here we have an inherited IRA or sometimes called the beneficiary IRA as mm -hmm. well. And you have now, it's now in your name, but it is designated as a beneficiary IRA or inherited IRA. And you receive this from a parent. So what happens now? So when, when you get that beneficiary IRA, um, before the rule change, and a lot of people still have accounts that were uh, grandfathered in. So up until the end of 2019. Right. So if any, if the person who, in, who De uh, deceased, the deceased person died in 2019 or earlier, you have what are the old school stretch beneficiary IRAs. That means that the government says you have to take a certain percentage each year. It's based on your life expectancy. There's a whole table to calculate it. We won't get into it there, um, but that's something we do in the office for those beneficiary IRAs, figuring out that amount. And it stretched it out over 20, 30, 40. It depended on the beneficiary's age. And so it was really beneficial tax-wise because you could break up how much of that income you have each year. So for instance, if a parent was, let's say, 80 years old and their child was 50 years old and the 50-year-old child had a beneficiary IRA from the parent, they could now say, or what happens is they have to take a small amount of money each and every year dictated by a formula from the government and they pay tax on that money. So if you inherit, because retirement accounts, most of, for a traditional retirement account, the money goes in pre-tax. When it comes out, you have to pay tax on that. So that's the key consideration as well with how you take the money out. So that 50-year-old child might take a small amount of money every year for 30 years. Let's say they live to 82. Absolutely. So that's, a, that's not a bad deal. Right. And when you add five to $10,000 of income each year, it doesn't generally affect what tax bracket you're in, what tax rate you're paying. Now, introduce these new rules after 2020, if someone has passed away after 2020 and they give a beneficiary IRA upon their death to someone, now the rule, except in certain situations, like we said, spouses, we'll get into some other ones later, but in most situations, all that money needs to be out of the account in 10 years. That is their new rule, December 31st of the 10th year after the death of the client. 
So, and that's, that's very different than saying you can stretch it over your lifetime. Absolutely. Even if you were um, a child or of a, of the beneficiary of the deceased person. So um, what, how does that, uh, do you have to take money every year or do you not have to take money every year? How does that work? It has to be out in 10 years, but do you have flexibility? What's the deal here? So the big thing is you, you get some flexibility here. Um, the IRS still after four years has not determined exactly if you have to take a required minimum distribution on top of that. There's st- the, every each year, year, each right. year around yeah. uh, uh, August, I think they usually send out a notice and say, yeah, we still haven't figured it out yet. Uh, we're putting it off another year. Um, maybe one day we'll get an answer to that. So for 2020, 2021, 2022, 2022 and, and 2023, they they eliminated the need to take a small amount as a required amount each and every year. Correct. So now we're in 2024. We don't know what's going to happen this year. We're assuming they're going to do the same thing, but that's not a good assumption. So we will watch it very closely. Absolutely. And, and so one of the things that people might say is, you know, well, why don't I just wait uh, until the 10th year and just draw the whole thing out? I don't have to take any money in the meantime. And that can cause a huge tax burden in that year. So imagine you had a half a million dollar uh, IRA or retirement account that you inherited. And now you've got growth every year for 10 years. 10 years is a long time in the market. Right. And just from a rule of thumb, if the market goes up 7% a year, that account could double in 10 years. In 10 years. So now that 500,000 is a million and you have a million dollars of taxable income that the government says, no, 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 you have to take it this year. This is your last year end of the line, you've got to take it. Doesn't sound like good planning to me. Absolutely not. And so this is why we say you need a good plan around everything. Um, And so with these beneficiary IRAs, what we've been doing with a lot of our clients is saying, okay, so what years does it make sense to take money? We could look at it and say, what if we took one tenth of it each year that spreads out the taxable income, you might not get bumped up into the next tax bracket. And that might be appropriate for somebody who's continuing to work and expects to continue to work for the full 10 years. Absolutely. But what we see a lot of, particularly just aging wise, is we see a lot of people who inherit beneficiary IRAs um, and they plan on retiring in three to four years or maybe five years anyway. And so that's when we can have a lot of fun with the planning. At least I think it's fun with the planning and say, okay, so you're working, you're in your highest taxable income years right now. While you're working, you're earning a salary, you've been working a long time, you've been with the company a long time, you've gotten all these raises, you're in a great position. And so your taxable income is quite high in these next three to four years. Okay, so what if we said, well, we're going to take minimal amounts or no amounts for the first few years. And then the income that you need to replace your current income when you've retired and now you need to draw on your assets to meet your spending needs. Now we start to look at using the beneficiary IRA to do those distributions. It can really help manage the taxes and keep you in a lower tax bracket overall across the entirety of your plan. And, you know, that's really the sensible approach. Um, And it's unique to each individual. Um, And that's something that we pride ourselves on. And, you know, Christian, you do a great job of making sure that the each and every plan is tailored to the individual's needs because there's just not one rule that you can say, oh, this works for everybody. 
Right. It's not, it's not like in, in the old system, a lot yeah. of times it just made sense. Keep taking the RMD. If you need extra money, then we'll look at it. Right. This, the way that this is now structured, it requires a lot more planning, a lot more tax planning to see, okay, when does it actually make sense to make these distributions? Right. And so, I mean, it's a great, it's a great thing to inherit the money, but you also want to be sure that you're very smart about taking that money out. Now, we did say there were a couple of exceptions to the rule, other than a spousal, mm-hmm. uh, other than when the spouse inherits it. And one of those was for siblings. And what is the rule surrounding that? Yeah. So if you are within 10 years of the person who died, so if they were 80 years old and you are 75, you're within 10 years. Uh, and they have made a carve out in this rule to say, you don't have to take the money in, in the 10 year, you can use the old rules. So those rules we talked about where the government says, here's a fancy table. This is the percent you need to take out over the course of your life. You can use this because you were within 10 years of the person who had passed away. So we see this a lot with siblings. Um, if there's a divorced spouse and they still wanted to name each other's beneficiaries for the benefit of children, whatever it is, um, if you're within that 10 years, you get um, that extra benefit of being able to stretch it out over a longer period of time. And and what about if, um, you know, unfortunately, what if a parent dies very young um, and the kids are under age 18? What happens then? Well, so they also have a carve out. And so um, it, the way it works is it says, okay, it's going to be the stretched out version. Um, once you turn 18, then after that point, now you have 10 years to get it out um, in a situation like that. I guess that's a great time to say, okay, well, college might be paid for right. um, and get, get the money out before you really hit your own earning years while you're still in school uh, and can stay in the lower tax bracket. That's another fun planning, not fun, but that yeah. is another planning situation that might, might crop up as well. Yeah. And so um, what about Roth IRAs? What if your parent are or spouse or whatever, whomever, you know, had a Roth IRA and you inherit that, what, what happens with that? So it it goes under the same rules that we just discussed. The benefit being any money taken out of a Roth IRA is completely tax-free. So in that case, you wouldn't care if you took it all out at once, right? That is right. And so very often it makes sense to uh, keep it in that account for that full 10 years and then taking it out at the end. Or if you need money along the way, that's a great tax-free place. If you say, you know, we want to take a vacation, we don't know where to take the money from. um, And you don't have maybe bank assets. You said, well, I could take out like a 401k loan, or I could take money out of my retirement accounts early. No, that that Roth uh, IRA, beneficiary IRA would be there and accessible to you. So, you know, really great information and stuff that is not really readily available or or very understandable sometimes. And here at Friedman Financial, we try to provide financial advice in a language you can understand each and every day. And so now if, you know, if now is the time for you to get serious about your money and start planning for the future, whether or not you have a beneficiary IRA, please give us a call, 978-531-8108, and schedule an initial consultation with us. We're here, and or or you can find us um, on the web at friedmanfinancial.com. That's Friedman, 
Two E's and a D. Financial.com. That's usually my line. I so know. I, 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 I get excited to do it exa- every, every time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So thank you so much, Christian, for being with me this of week and, and providing such great information and advice to the clients. Um, anyways, give us a call and have a wonderful week, everyone. Happy 2024. Mm. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. During today's Dollars and Cents episode with Friedman Financial, your host may have discussed specific financial planning and investment ideas that are for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations. Please remember that investing involves risk and may include loss of principal. Always consult a certified financial planner professional, qualified attorney, or tax advisor prior to investing to determine what is appropriate for you. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC.